Hey everybody, welcome back to Risen Fly Fishing Shop Talk. Uh, still haven't decided whether I want to keep that name or not, but that's not the point. Today we're on episode 15, and today we're going to talk about leaders. Yeah, a whole episode just talking about that last section of your line before you tie on a fly. Um, the more I have guys and people walk into the shop, uh, the more I think that we need to put more effort into this. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. So when I discuss leaders, I think uh, there's a couple different things we really need to talk about while we go into it. And before we do, make sure you check everything out on our website. That's www.risenfly.com. All of our gear will be on there. And by the time you listen to this, we are probably on either Cyber Monday or the week before Cyber Monday. I forget when this is going to air, Um, but we should have some sales going on. So check out the website and all that great gear there, and uh, you might be able to save a couple bucks today. So back to leader discussion. So when we look at leaders, I think there's a few things that we need to consider. Um, The most important for me is what kind of flies are we throwing? Uh, When you're just getting into the sport, people say, well, you just need a a leader long enough as uh, equivalent to your rod, your nine-foot rod, nine-foot leader. Um, And that sounds like a great rule of thumb, but uh, at the end of the day, it means absolutely nothing. So for me, when we're looking at our leaders, the first thing we want to figure out is what kind of flies we're throwing. Um, So there are charts online that kind of show, okay, if I'm throwing a fly that's this size hook, then this is the X uh, pound of tippet that I'm going to be using, or the X number of tippet. Uh, Some of those are great as a general rule of thumb. Um, but we also need to look, look at leader material, uh, leader length, and then the overall taper, if there is one, um, to make sure that we're getting a good uh, presentation of our fly. So when we look at leaders and your typical tapered leaders, the intention of those leaders is to continue to move that momentum that you've built up in your fly cast uh, to make sure that your fly pushes that momentum all the way in, all the way to the end of the cast. So you don't want it to fall short, you don't want it to push too hard, you just want a nice, easy layout of your fly. Uh, I think the best way to describe this is uh, with dry flies. So when you're looking at a dry fly, you want that dry fly to lay out perfectly straight after you're done through your cast and uh, finish out there straight. So uh, when you're throwing tiny flies, you want a uh, lower poundage tippet. And when you're throwing bigger flies, you want a bigger poundage tippet. And the main reason for that is, is the inertia and the momentum that you're building up through that cast to make sure that continues. Because if you're throwing like a 6X tippet with a double articulated streamer uh, that weighs a big amount, you're going you're gonna to lose it. You might even snap it off. Um, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, if you're tying like a, you know, a size 20 dry fly on and you've got 1X tippet on... Um, you're not going to lay out that presentation the right way. So I think we we start this conversation by what's on the very end. Um, so if you're throwing bigger flies, you probably need a bigger, uh, you know, a little bit more thickness to your tippet. If you're throwing smaller flies, you need some smaller tippet. There's a rating of, okay, take the hook size, divide it by three, add one, whatever those things are out there. That kind of gives you a, a rough estimate as to what tippet strength you should be using. Um, but overall... Uh, you want to make sure that your uh, your casts are ending straight. So there's two reasons why your casts are, are not ending straight. 
you either have the wrong tippet on or you're not casting the right way. Uh, sometimes, you know, conditions like wind and stuff will affect that. But if you're all of a sudden casting and you're losing your fly and it's not completely straightening out at the end of your cast, um, you might have uh, too light a tippet on um, where you're, you're losing it there. Or if it's all of a sudden shooting out straight and having a bunch of extra momentum, it's because your tippet's probably too heavy too. So you want to find that middle balance there. Um, so that's very important for dries. Um, when I look at streamers, I don't think it's as important, especially, I mean, if you're drifting streamers, we'll talk about that too. When we're looking at currents, uh, through the water column, uh, we'll deal with that with nymph and, and, uh, nymph fishing and the stream or in the tippet and leader, uh, setups that you need for that. Um, but when you're swinging streamers or retrieving streamers, um, I think you want, especially when you're upstream, or directly across or straight out from that in, in moving water or still water, um, your leader material and your overall leader length and the tippet material you use, I think it's a little less uh, important. So you can, I mean, most of my streamer um, leaders overall are very simple. They're two to maybe three lengths of um, monofilament, sometimes fluorocarbon. We'll talk about that as well. And they're very short. You know, I don't want a super long leader in most instances in thrown streamers um, because all I'm doing is retrieving or swinging and I'm going to lose a lot of that momentum of casting that bigger fly with a super long leader. That's what your fly line is for to be able to cast through there. So most of my streamer leaders are usually anywhere between four and six feet. They're pretty small. Um, and maybe the lightest that I'm going to get on a leader for streamer is about eight pound test. Uh, usually it's a little bit bigger, but... Um, Depends on what kind of fly as well. So if you're throwing like a size 10 streamer, you might step down a little bit on that and, and get a little lighter. But most of my streamers are anywhere from a double articulated, you know, big streamer that I might be throwing. Well, a whole different story if you're throwing for, you know, big fish like pike and muskie with huge flies. Um, an articulated streamer down to like a, you know, a six or an eight. Um, most likely it's a, a very, very simple leader. Maybe tapered, maybe not. Um, but like I said, four to six feet max is pretty typical for that. Um, back to dry flies, let's talk about uh, material for that as, as well. So there's, in my opinion, kind of three main materials that you're going to be using for your leaders. You've got your monofilament, your fluorocarbon, and then your um, furled leaders that are probably made out of some sort of thread material. So uh, we'll talk about advantages and disadvantages of each of those. So monofilament, the great thing about monofilament is it's going to float. Um, so it's a little bit, uh, of a different, I mean, they're all technically, they're all monofilament, even fluorocarbon is, but, uh, most people know the, the terminology of monofilament. So your typical mono leader, whether it's knotted, whether it's, uh, tapered through, um, is going to have some, uh, a greater ability to float. So when I'm throwing most of my dry flies, um, you're either doing that and I actually prefer, um, thread furled leaders. So we carry some here on our site, um, but there's a bunch of companies out there as well. I know there's um, Clearstream that's actually here in Western Pennsylvania as well. Shout out to Kevin there. Uh, Cutthroat Leaders and a couple other companies out there as well that are carrying just for old leaders. Um, so those, the nice thing about those is I feel like they have next to no memory compared to monofilament. Um, where your monofilament's going to have some coils to it. So most of those leaders are made out of similar style thread as to what you're using to tie your flies. Um, they're built with a taper in them, and uh, you use a jig basically to use a bunch of that thread and, and twist it all together. Some have a loop on the end, some have a tippet ring on the end. 
Um, and the advantages to those is there's very little to no memory on them. So when you are casting out, you don't have that memory in that coils um, to cause drag um, and micro drag on the top. So when we're looking at leaders, you want to look at the right type of material for the right purpose of what you're doing now. Um, I know people that like their whole leader to be able to float. I like. I know people that want um, part of their tippet section right up against the fly to sink so that it's got less surface disruption um, so the fish are only seeing the fly rather than the whole leader. So that's kind of preference at the end of the day. But I think it's really important to know um, that most of your dry fly leaders need to have some sort of tapering to them um, so that you get that complete rollout, just like a good roll cast, um, you want that roll out all the way to have your fly be at the end of your cast. This is a general rule of thumb, depending on what type of cast you're throwing. Um, so a general straight, you know, over the shoulder cast, you want that fly to be the last thing at the end rather than pile up or drop short and have um, a lot of extra line laying around. So make sure that you get a good taper through there. If all of a sudden your cast is falling apart at the very end, uh, it's either a casting problem or it's a gear problem, which is mainly in your leader there. So, um, so work on kind of changing some of that up, whether you have a basic, um, tapered leader through there, uh, maybe you want to throw a longer one or shorter one. Uh, I think the best, uh, the best advantages to that are if you want a longer drift, uh, the rule of thumb is, um, longer leader. So you might run from a, a nine foot leader to a 11 or 12 foot leader. And that might give you a little bit more of a drift before your drag comes into effect. Um, but I also say more often than not, the longer later you have a little bit less accuracy as well. So you might get it in a good general area and it'll drift longer, um, but it'll be harder to figure out exactly where that's going to lay. And then same thing on the opposite side, that uh, you might be more accurate with a shorter leader, but you might have a shorter drift all the way through there too. Um, so go ahead and kind of play with those the next time that you're on the stream. So add, you know, add a little bit more tippet length to yours, throw a longer tapered leader on there, throw a shorter tapered leader on there and see how that affects how your flies are on the water. Uh, mainly talking about dry flies right now. Um, with streamers, like I said, I don't think it's too overly important. There are some good streamer leader, um, uh, recipes out there, but I don't think you need to overthink that too much, especially when you're, you know, swinging or uh, retrieving flies through there. At times, if you're throwing, if you're swinging flies for steelhead, um, that uh, leader length, um, and even swinging for other flies, you know, other species, uh, will affect how much up and down into the water column that gets. So that's a whole different conversation. I don't want to get too much into that now. Um, but, uh, that's important as you're looking into, you know, spay casting and things like that, or even single hand swinging. Um, but let's move on. So we've kind of talked about dry flies, uh, fluorocarbon sinks, monofilament floats, uh, your furled leaders. When I throw a furled leader, I'm using, using some sort of paste or gel floatant on them, uh, to keep those moving. We love high and dry floatants. So a shout out to them. We've been using them for a number of years, uh, personally, and then also have them here in the shop. Uh, rumor has it uh, that they're working on a paste floatant as well, so we'll see if that gets through their uh, prototyping process and hits the market here a little bit later. Um, I've been actually talking to them and suggesting them to put that out at some point in time. Uh, Muselin paste is a good alternative as well, and then there's a couple other uh, do-it-yourself products out there that you can make as well. Um, but I prefer furled leaders when I'm throwing my dry flies. I think it just makes a better presentation overall. So if you have any questions on that, you can reach out to us or you can even check out some of our products online. Now let's talk about fishing in the water column, so nymphing. 
think I touched on this briefly in another podcast, but um, nymphing leaders need to be sometimes a little bit more complicated than most people are. Um, I would highly recommend if you're using a regular tapered leader for nymphing that you change that up. And here's the reason why. So when we're looking at um, currents on the top of the water when we're throwing dry flies, so you've got a fast current out there, a slow current, mid current, you know looking at your fly um, when drag happens. Well, not only do you have that in fishing nymphs, but you've got each of the currents from the top to the bottom of the water column that are going to be dragging and drifting differently as well. So unless you're perfectly straight up and down, if you've got a little bit of line at an angle in in the water, you've got currents horizontally and vertically going on there. Um, So that's why I think why urinymphing has become so popular is we kind of eliminate that uh, horizontal uh, drag uh, efficient coefficient, whatever that word is that's going through there, um, and just trying to get vertical. Uh, at times, you can have a little bit longer cast, but it helps eliminate some of those those issues of drag that are going on. So one of the big things I always say, and it's kind of hard on a podcast uh, when we're in the shop, is I kind of stand up and I put my arms and legs out. And I said, okay, let's say I'm standing in a you know in a wind tunnel, and the wind's blowing at me. I've got a lot of drag going against me, and then I stand sideways and tuck my arms and legs together, and then I stand there. Which one's going to cut more wind and which one's going to cause more drag? You know, more drag as the as me spread out compared to uh, tucked in and sideways, and that's the way a, um, a tapered leader actually looks in the water column when you're looking vertically. So the thicker end that's up at the top is going to cause more drag than the thicker end down or the thinner end down at the bottom where the fly is or multiple flies are. So you've got all these things that are causing different drag all the way up and down the water column, but now you've got your uh, leader and tippet material that's causing different um, um, different amounts of drag. So all that being said, as we're moving on with this, with your um, with your nymphing leaders, I would say keep it as close to, if not exactly the same tippet diameter all the way through the section that's going to be in the water. Um, so from your uh, from your overall leader to where you're attaching your fly or multiple flies, uh, keep it about the same, if not exactly the same, because you want that same drag that's going through that water column to be all the way through your leader so that you're not dragging more of part of your leader than another part um, and not getting a natural drift all the way through that water column there. So this is extremely important. So if you're running, you know, five, six X tippet in between your flies, run five or six X tippet above your flies and maybe one step two steps max um, up through your leader there. Uh, I think that'll drastically increase the um, the presentation of your flies to make sure that they are looking more natural through the water column there. Um, so if you're struggling catching fish on nymphs, uh, there's a lot of different things that you can go through in terms of weight of your flies, type of your flies, what water column they're actually in, fishing one, fishing multiple. Um, but one of the big reasons I think a lot of people don't catch a lot of fish is they've got these different tippet diameters all the way through their leader and they're dragging in so many different ways that you're struggling getting a good drag-free drift um, in your in your nymphing presentations. So try that out next time. Um, try out some different uh, leader lengths and make sure that your tippet diameter is pretty close to the same all the way through. There are reasons, you know, to, to change it up and down and, um, and having different leader uh, formulas through there but we won't go into all those minute details here, but we just want to talk about literally what 
what how that is affecting your presentation through. So, you know, I know people that they're running, you know, a nine foot five X leader all the way through and they're getting uh, a lot more drag on the top end of that leader than the bottom where the flies are. So try tweaking that, checking out a few things online. There's some great uh, instructional material and uh, great guys out there that are showing a lot about this. I know a local guy, Josh Miller, has got a book coming out um, talking about some of that and just the uranymphing techniques that he's been working on. So hopefully not too more too many shout outs here in this in this video. Um, so we've talked about drives, we've talked about nymphs, we've talked about streamers a little bit through there. And uh, that's kind of all of it there. So, you know, some of the little things that uh, might change would be, you know, throwing topwater poppers, like I said, swinging flies, um, topwater stuff for that I don't think is that complicated because you don't have the drag in still water that you do in moving water. Um, you're retrieving a fly. Uh, just make sure that you have a thick enough tippet material to throw those to get a good cast all the way through and to handle the type of fish that you are catching as well. Um, I've talked about just the, the great quality of materials that are being used in rods and reels right now, which, you know, there's there's lightweight rods out there that are handling much bigger fish than some of the materials that were being used decades ago, which is great. And some of the tippet materials as well are much better and stronger now than they used to be. Um, we, we talk about my salmon river trip every year to guys and they're like, oh, you're catching 20 to 30 pound fish. Aren't you using like 25 pound tests? Like, no, I use like eight to 10 most of the time. Um, that compare, you know, uh, um, combined with your fly rod and the bend that's in there, you can handle some of those bigger fish on lighter pound test. So we won't go into the details of how they do test rating for how strong this tippet material is, but and you can handle a 6x tippet that's, you know, two or three pound test and land a, you know, four or five pound fish on it. Um, but and I think uh, as I talked before about fly rods in, unfortunately, we don't catch a fish every single time that we cast, but we do cast every single time that we do that. We throw and present a fly. So make sure that not only is your rod and your fly line appropriate for the flies that you're throwing, but also your tippet and your leader is appropriate as well. I'd rather have a great presentation 100% of the time and lose a couple fish because of what my leader setup is than have a bad presentation and not be able to catch fish. Um, so, And this can adjust too, just like I talked in that rod demonstration uh, way back in the beginning of the podcast of you know, heavier or lighter rods based on the type of fish, the place you're fishing, and um, the flies that you're throwing. I think your leader can change up and down as well. You might throw a different leader because you're catching one fish over a different different one, um, but just make smart decisions on that. But overall, if I were to make a synopsis of this is um, make sure that your leader is built for throwing the right type of flies that you're throwing. Um, if you want a more delicate and more drag-free drift, try to throw a longer leader. If you want to kind of throw a, a punchier um, cast out there, shorter leader will go there, but you won't uh, drift as well. And then up and down on the poundage rating, and then also mono floats, fluorocarbon sinks, and your furled leaders will have much less memory than either of those two, um, depending on what you're doing there. And then look at the drags, both uh, vertical and horizontal uh, in the water columns there. So hopefully this wasn't too far over anybody's head. If it was and you have questions, feel free to reach out to us. So you can email me directly at ryan at risenfly.com. Um, check out some of the products on our website, uh, any of our social media accounts, or you can even comment where you're listening right now, and hopefully we'll be able to get that too. 
Uh, so reach out if you have any questions. And last but not least, check out our website. If you haven't already, you can sign up for our emails. You should have a pop-up there or at the bottom of any page. And your first order, you will receive a uh, 15% off coupon code when you sign up there uh, for your first order through there. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed this and you learned something from it. And we'll see you next week. Have a great day.